With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. JN Fiend with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. Brandon, say what's up. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate it. And I'm in the building. I cannot even wait. It is game day. Game day. Let that sink in. All the waiting, all the time, all this stuff is over. It's here now. And we're not talking about a regular game. We got the backyard brawl. 100 years plus, 11 years since we played it, it's going down. I cannot wait. You're going to hear the hatred for this spew out throughout this entire episode. I can't wait to get to Acton Shore Stadium. I can't wait to play them Panthers. Brandon, you ready? Jordan, you ready? Hey, spin the beat. Well, there ain't no miscommunication. Got five blanks that need an explanation. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. Pit edition. I'm your host, Jordan Tykeri, and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. Do you believe the offensive line has to be dominant for WVU to win? Yes. I believe the offensive line has to be dominant for West Virginia to win because the skill players are not as good as I thought as I th- as I think they could be. Like I think our running backs are good, but they're like a B or a B plus. They don't they're not A or A plus, not home run hitters. They're good, better than they were last year, I think even, but they're not they're not Tavon. They're not 
gotcha, you know, obviously gotcha. not Tavon. And, and, and we'll get into Oklahoma it more. We'll, yeah, we'll go into it more when we go in. But your answer is yes or no. I'll, the answer is yes. Okay. I'm I'm not with you. I don't think our offensive line has to be dominant. My answer is no. N-O. Now keep up with us because when we go in, we're going to explain why, the exact reasons. But my answer to that question is no. It doesn't have to be dominant. Number two. Narduzzi versus Neil Brown. Blank has the advantage. I'm going to give the advantage to Narduzzi. I hate saying that because I cannot stand looking at or listening to Pat Narduzzi in any form, fashion, or capacity. But I would say overall, so far in their in their head coaching tenures, Pat Narduzzi gets the nod. He he's got the advantage. I hear what you're saying. If I think if you're saying who's the better coach, anybody with eyes can lean towards Narduzzi, who just won the ACC. I know it's not the Big Twelve, but it is a Power Five conference. But the reason why I say Neil Brown, Brandon, is because. He has a five-star quarterback coming in. Narduzzi lost his quarterback. He has Graham Harold, a great offensive coordinator coming from USC. Narduzzi just lost Whipple. So as currently constructed, I know Pitt has a great defense. I'm going to give the slight edge to personnel where it matters. And maybe the coaching, the offensive coordinator, Graham Harold, I'm giving the slight edge to Neil Brown in this one. Wait, so are we, we judging their cast and crew, or are we judging them? I just said blank has the advantage. I didn't say you you could judge it any way you want to. I'm just saying blank. And by the way, for the record, I had every intention of going Narduzzi till I actually thought about it a little bit. My question is, who has the advantage yeah, going I mean, if, into this if game? We're going, if we're going cast and crew, then okay. All, no, but all, all things considered, Brandon, that, that's all-encompassing. Yeah, all-encompassing, then I can see making an argument for Neil Brown. But if you're going head coaching, there's no question who has the advantage. Okay, okay. You got what you got. Number three. My players to watch are blank and blank. You can have two, offense or defense. My two players to watch are Tony Mathis, because we've got to establish the run game. In my opinion, that's what's going to make everything tick tomorrow or today, this evening. Um, and Lee Koba, because Koba is going to be the quarterback on the defense. He's going to be making plays. He's going to be all over the field. Uh, hopefully, that's the way it goes. That's what I'm hoping. Koba and Mathis, those are my guys you're watching for. I second that with the Koba. Absolutely, he has to be all over the field. He has to be a man amongst boys. He has to show up. But on offense, I know it's cliche to say the quarterback, JT Daniels, but the truth is, and we'll get into this when I feel about my feelings about the offensive line. But just for now, we'll say number 18, the quarterback, I, I think he may have a bigger um, impact on this game. And, and it's definitely, let, let's see how, how good JT Daniels really is. Number four, hearing the crowd can be as much as 75% West Virginia fans in Akershore Stadium is blank. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to know that Pitt fans still don't care about Pitt football and that Mountaineer fans will make any place Morgantown anytime, any day. Amen. I feel like it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to say expected, 
but it's you know what I'm gonna say embarrassing. It should be embarrassing for the pit. Uh, uh, alumni and student body in the entire school and the alumni it's embarrassing how can you get out Brandon you said it best on why we hate Pitt you're getting outpaced in your own city by Penn State you're getting outpaced in your own city by West Virginia and here comes to life if it truly is 75-25 and like you said if it's even close to 50-50 this proves the point that we've been talking the whole time Nobody cares about the Pitt Panther football program. I love it. Number five, the final score of the game tonight will be blank. Hold on. Let me let me tell you real quick. I'm going to tell you for sure because I made one prediction. I think I want to stick with my prediction. So, uh, you may go first. I'm going to say it? the final score. No, I'll go first. The score, the, I think the final score. I got it. It's going to 31 27, West Virginia. I like it. I like it. I think it's going to be a close game, too. And actually, mine's a four point game. Oh, mine's a three point game. 27 24. I think it's going to be hard for us to put up 27 points. I think that we'll start out with 10 points in the first quarter. I just expect a lot. Uh, from an offensive coordinator trying to prove himself, a quarterback trying to prove himself. I think the first few drives, in the first three drives, I expect us to have 10 points. When that defense sinks in, settles in, uh, for Pitt, I think it's, the points are going to be a little bit hard, harder to come by. And over the next three quarters, we only score 17 points. West Virginia wins 27-24. That's what I got. That's what we got. That's what we do. That's what we see. Whoo! It's game day. It's game day. It's game day, man. We're ready to go in. Next segment. Let's go. More than 100 schools available from Home Field Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course, the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure, this is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Rat me, boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm a go hard, and I'm a go hard, and I'm a go hard. We're going in, we're going in. It's time to go in. Yes, we are going in on a Thursday, game day, backyard brawl day. I have COVID, so I'm not in Pittsburgh. Jan Fien is in the area. Brandon, He's there, Brandon, Brandon, sure. I, I'm going to cut you off for a second. I, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Brandon. Brandon, how do you how do you feel about tonight being the night? How do you feel about tonight? We play Pitt for the first time in eleven years, and they're ranked number seventeen, and they got some really big mouths. Okay, so the last two things I don't care about. It's just that we're playing Pitt. I was I tweeted this. I love that. I don't even care that they're ranked. That it wouldn't matter to me. It wouldn't. It doesn't matter to me that they're ranked. It's just that we're playing them. Playing them I, is all that matters. 
it, playing to them is all that matters to me. But the reason why I like that they're ranked and they had a great year last year or a good year, uh, shout out to Western Michigan, um, is the fact that they're a little bit chippy too. If this was a regular year, they would be chippy because yeah. normally they stink. But I like that they're up for it because they think they have something. That makes it more appealing to go in there and, and walk like a ball player all over them. No, I agree. I agree. That makes it that does make the trash talk a little bit more fun. That does make this whole conversation, this Twitter conversation, all that stuff a little bit more fun. But Jeremy, you brought up a point during five on it that I want to explore a little bit more. Does the O-line need to be dominant for West Virginia to win? I said yes. You said no. Explain your position. The offensive line does not have to be dominant for West Virginia to win. And what I mean is if you look at the Sugar Bowl, afterwards, it looked like they were dominant. Yes, they executed well, but it was more coaching. Matter of fact, Georgia said we couldn't figure out their blocking schemes until... So they were dominant. The se- Till the second half. What I mean is they don't have to play out of their minds. I think uh, what I'm trying to say is I think it's more about the offensive coordinator. I, I honestly do. When you have a great defensive line that you're playing against, it's about quick screens and figuring how figuring out how you can manipulate that defense, how you can manipulate that defensive line, linebackers to draw them in. I think this is more about Graham Harrell and what he can do as an offensive coordinator then it is about the offensive linemen actually holding their blocks. You have a seasoned veteran quarterback. I know he's in a new system, but a seasoned veteran quarterback. You know, I, I, I like to think our offensive line is great, but that defensive line is nasty. I think they're going to be in there quick, and you know that. So on WTAP today, they said, what do you think the first play is going to be? And I, I said, I honestly think it's going to be a wide receiver screen. I don't know if it's going to be play action. I don't know if it's just a straight uh, throw to the receiver. The reason why I say this is because you have to figure out a way to nullify or slow down that defensive line. That's my point. I feel like the line, offensive line doesn't have to be dominant. They just need to do their jobs for long enough for the offense coordinator, you know what I mean, to outmaneuver what the defense is doing and to outmaneuver the um, great defensive line that, Pittsburgh has that. Those are my feelings. Well, I can see what you're makes saying. Sense? Uh, does it make I, sense? I, it makes sense. It does. But I really do think the offensive line is going to have to be dominant, and I don't think they're I don't not mean, dominating nobody. Dominant, they ain't dominant, Brandon. They ain't dominating nobody. Like, they, oh, excuse me, I said nobody. That sounds really disrespectful. They ain't dominating Pitt's defensive line. I mean, they're not going to punk Pitt's defensive line. They're going to have to have a... What's the I difference? Say, hold up, hold up. You know, Brandon, Brandon, what's the difference between dominating and punking? <laughs> 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 One's a more kosher term than the other. But it's the same thing. If you dominate, you punk. That's what it is. Nah, I guess you're right. They don't have to be dominant. They don't have to be dominant, but they're going to have to be solid. Oh, they're going to have to oh, be more oh, solid. Stop. Oh, whoa, whoa. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> Did he just say I'm right? Bro, I'm telling you, yeah, have, you ever, have you ever heard, I also hate Pitt say you're right. Whew. Whew. Jeremy one, <laughs> ex-wife when, zero. When, Jeremy one, ex-wife zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, 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 listen. Listen. 
All I'm saying is <laughs> so many jokes to be made, but all I'm saying is they're going to have to play a very good game. This is not going to be won just by X's and O's. This is going to be won by Jimmy's and Joe's. There's going to have to be tenacity from that offensive line. They're going to have to open up and hold blocks for Tony Mathis to run through, for Justin Johnson to run through, for that that running back stable to run through. I think the first play of the game is going to be a run. I think it'll be a run. And I don't really care what it is as long as it's effective, but I think we're going to try to establish the run early and often. I could be wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think part Brandon, of it, too, is on because... This defense, hold up, 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 hold up. I know you're just talking, but running early and often on this defense? that that That's what you think? We'll see. There's no way, Brandon. There's no way. I see bubble screens. I see halfback passes. I see uh, quick hitters, some slants, halfback some quick outs. Passes. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, look. If if a halfback throws a touchdown, I feel like you owe me something because I feel like. All right, I said I said a touchdown throws a pass for more than twenty yards. I kind of feel it, Brandon. I kind of am feeling a halfback throw somewhere. Where I don't know. How many? You said you were going to take a shot. How many shots did you take? Well, I'm working on my second one here. Here in a second, whenever I let you take over I, talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, what? Speaking of talking, by the way. So while we're saying this, we got that out of the way. What? Speaking of talking, everybody's up in arms about Keaton Slovis saying "f West Virginia," right? And this is just funny to me. Like, I don't know why everybody's upset about this. Like, what's he supposed what to say? Amen. What in the world is he uh, supposed to say? What's Keaton Slovis supposed to say? He's supposed to say that he hates West Virginia. He's supposed to say that our mothers are inappropriate names. He's supposed to say that we're inbred. He's supposed to say all the stuff that Pitt Panthers fans and and family members have said for generations. Like, we say ESP, ESP, ESP. We say that all the time. We say it nonstop. We sing it to a song. And then you have people out there saying, stay classy, Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Even even the horns down stuff. Like, we do horns down all the time. I understand it's not a cuss word, but it's in, it's igniting the fan base when they see it before we play. Like, nah, what are you guys talking different. about? That's different, Jeremy. That's different than this. Like, we literally say, eat excrement pit. And then we're going to get mad at him for saying F West Virginia at a pep rally. Come on. Have people, have Brandon, come on. Have people, 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 and Jeremy, people I'm not really just talking about, I'm not just talking about, huh? People have really been mad about that. Like, like legitimately mad. Like I've seen some things. I'm like, Oh, ha ha ha. Yeah. Come at them. They call them out. Brandon, if people are look, le- Brandon, people are re- legitimately mad at that. You didn't see Dale Wolfley's tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Next subject. Next subject. <laughs> Stay classy, Pittsburgh. Is what he said. I was. I was. I was. I was hoping. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I'm gonna leave that alone. All I'm, I'm leave that alone. Is, come on. It's. A, I call it Keaton Slovis hypocrisy because come on. What's he supposed to say? What are they supposed to do? We literally cuss at them. They cuss at us. I mean, come on. What? What? Are, there's no surprises here. There's nothing other than the fact that Keaton Slovis himself said, eat excrement pit. 
back in 2014. What are we really talking about right now? I mean, I don't get it. But it's the you know it's the that's what thing. I had. But the other thing, thing. I, it's so stupid to me. Um, <laughs> so but dumb. I do love what is not stupid. What what is not stupid is Neil Brown playing that video of Keaton Slovis saying that on a loop in the locker room. The most beautiful thing I've seen. That is awesome. Awesome. Never I forget it. it. You know who would do that, Brandon? So, Say it again. Any you, coach you know worth who would salt? Do yeah. Any coach worth his salt? King, King Saban. That's the kind of stuff he would do. I love it. Yeah. Play it on a loop. So, a lot of people talk about our secondary, myself included. And one of the things people talk about is the fact that the secondary is young. Um, and a lot of the people that we're talking about playing have been young, young players. Jed Drenning pointed out, though, the fact that the, the secondary is not necessarily young. Be, by way of transfers, you got Rashada Jay from Colorado State. He's a corner. He started 34 games. He's played in 37 games. Jasir Cox, who's a spear. He's from North Dakota State. Started 24 games. He's played in 47 games. Marcus Floyd, another defensive back. Murray State. Started 23 games. Played in 34 games. And then Wesley McCormick, a corner from JMU. Started 22 games. Played in 49 games. That's a lot of playing time for four guys in a secondary where people say they haven't played that much. And Jed Drenning said, young secondary... He said, young secondary, not so fast, my friend. I but like Jeremy. It. I like it. So so here's the but thing Jeremy. that people need to... Go ahead. What are you going to say? I want to hear what you say first. No, I was going to say, first of all, don't get it twisted. Like, So we, you mentioned four players who were transfers in. Two of them played... One of them played at JMU. One of them played at North Dakota State. Granted, they are not power five scores. One played at Murray. But... One played at Murray State. I, but my point, my point is, two of those guys have played on people play uh, on schools playing high caliber football. North Dakota State has won a lot of national championships here in the last ten years. JMU has been in the national championship, you know, uh, uh, little circle the last few years. These are two guys who have extensive time playing against high caliber competition, especially in high caliber situations. Not 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 power five. No, you're right. Not power five. But they have been in programs that are good programs. This is not a lay my fears at all, Jeremy. What I'm concerned about is now, yes, I sorry, I shouldn't say it doesn't allay my fears at all. It it allays my fears some. I'm glad they've played, and I'm glad they've played a lot. But they have not played at a power five level. So that's one not true. They've true. not played to they've not played together. That's another knock. True. They've not played in this system. That's another knock. True. All of those things are things that I'm concerned about. So when I you know, talk you're, about you're, players returning, huh? No, you're so you're you're so worried about the secondary, and I understand why. I do think Wilson Lamp is going to ball out. I know. I know we have Charles Woods on the other side, and I understand why you would be concerned, as the rest of Mountaineer Nation may be, but. I will also say, and maybe I'm just being stupid, but every year West Virginia has put up a defense that is respect, uh, uh, you know, granted garnered some tor- some sort of respect, like that's solid enough, good enough, 
not even good enough, pretty good. At minimum, it's been pretty good. Under Jordan Leslie, in a day when he was here, they were always pretty good. So, like, I understand we lost some players, but, like, I give them a benefit of the doubt because every year they show up, no matter who we lose, even when we don't lose starters, even if we lose, we lost all kinds of people in the secondary over the last few years, and yet somehow we always put a product product on a, on the field that I can respect. So I hear what you're saying, but the reason why I don't worry as much is once you've showed me something, I kind of believe it. Now, see, that I believe in. I believe in Jordan Leslie. I believe in him. And that is why I'm not as concerned about the defense as I would be under other circumstances. But the secondary to me is the Achilles heel. That is the concern. That is the that is the issue. That is what we have to worry about. Can Pitt exploit it? They think so. We'll find out. The nice thing let is me we say, have a second. We have a. Let me just say this real quick. If Addison were at Pitt right now, I would pit pick. I would pick Pitt to win this game. He is not. Pickett is not. Whipple is not. That's the reason why I give ourselves the edge. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Continue on. A lot of Pitt fans will tell you that Whipple was the reason they lost to Western Michigan. Whipple was the reason they lost to Miami. People will tell you that Whipple was a problem rather than a solution. How can they say that after watching the Nebraska game against Northwestern? Well, I mean, he wasn't, like, great against Northwestern. They weren't bad. I I was completely joking. After the first few drives, that offense went nowhere. It didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, Scott Frost is wrong saying the offense has to be a lot more creative in this league um, when, in fact, the problem is giving up all the yards they gave up rushing and all the yards they gave up total to Northwestern, but whatever. Um, but there are people who feel like they're pit, pit fans who feel like they'll be better without Whipple, just FYI. But that's where I that's where I am with those things. No, that's how it goes. You never miss your water so your well runs dry, right? A lot of people thought they'd be better without Mac Brown, right? A lot of people thought they'd be better. Yeah. There's there's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of coaches where when Rich Rod left, Bo Pelini's the best one. Bo Pelini, when Rich Rod left, I'm not saying that Mountaineer fans felt this way, but there's some higher ups at West Virginia who felt like we'll be all right because they felt like maybe they were the ones who helped do it. Ed yeah. passed Amen. And uh, they're going to find out. In the words of Kevin Hart, they're going to learn today. So, Brandon, one of the biggest things for me is like, so how many times do we start a football year or like a big game and you're like, oh, snap, if we just had. Have you thought about the fact that tonight, we have no injuries that have been reported. We have nobody have on 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 team discipline. There's no suspension. There's no he didn't that qualify. That none of that has Jeremy, you're not gonna know any of that stuff until game time. That's true, but right now I'm feeling awfully high of the fact that it looks like it's smooth sailing <laughs> from our players. Brandon, right now I'm telling you, like our big players are all playing. It's all here. I am super pumped just to like, I don't know, when that sank in, I'm like, because every year, like right before the first game, it's, 
oh, he didn't qualify. Oh, uh, he's going to have to sit out Did, for a team discipline. Sam McLeod got stabbed. Lin J. Dixon uh, got kicked off the team. I'm not too uh, worried about Lin J. Dixon. I'm not either. I'm yeah. just saying they're guys who we thought would contribute who are not with the team. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just not super worried about it. Now, if, if Koba would have went down, I'd have been like, oh, come on now. Always. Always. Charles Woods, something would have happened. I mean, Brandon, think about it. I mean, there was years where da- da- uh, David Long Jr. went down. When there was, uh, who's uh, from Alquippa? Uh, the uh, Drayvon. Safety. Draven Askew Henry. He was, I mean, after a spectacular, like, freshman or sophomore year, he gets hurt. Uh, uh, Brandon, why am I forgetting all these names? Number eight. Uh, Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph. Remember he was on crutches? Like, every year it felt like something was happening. Somebody was missing. Somebody couldn't play. This year, it looks like we're healthy. It looks like we're ready to go. I don't know. I'm just pumped for it. The other thing is, I keep telling myself, every single year we drink the Kool-Aid. Mountaineer Nation, we drink the Kool-Aid every single year. And every year we get so high or get so low. I've told myself over and over again, I'm going to mature this year. And I don't care what I see from the first two drives. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay buckled in. Because I feel like the first couple drives are always scripted. We've said this before. After the the game starts. Now you can win or lose based off the first two drives if it's a defensive uh, game. But I'm telling Mountaineer Mountaineer Nation, do not get too high or too low what you see off the first couple drives. We'll find out about who the West Virginia Mountaineers are after those first few drives. We'll see about their coaching. We'll see about the resiliency. So don't get too hyped up. Don't, you know, throw something at your TV. Be on and be ready for the ride because those first two drives do not make the entire game. You feel me? Amen. 100% on board. But how important is this game really, Brandon? Good question. I'm glad we got here. (laughs) West Virginia Pitt, over 104 times we've played. I think this will be the 105th time. Haven't played in 11 years. Yeah. Backyard brawl, 75 miles from each other. Uh, the, the the steel mill workers for first the coal miners. We hate each other. That's real. That's passionate. That's that's not fake. Rivalry game, first game of the year. How much does it really mean to our season? So now those are two different questions. It means a lot emotionally. It means a lot to our culture. It means a lot to our ego, but it does not mean very much to our season. Why? Because it's the first game of the season, Jeremy. Now, while it's true, no team has won the college football playoff after losing the first game of the season. We don't have college football playoff aspirations. Not this year. Okay, believe it or not. Hurt hater, I know I'm hurting your feelings by saying we're not going 15-0, but this is my prediction. We're not going 15-0, okay? Now that that's out of the way, they're not in our conference. So losing to them doesn't really impact our conference aspirations. Even if, even if, uh, 
we had a chance of winning the conference or competing for a conference title, that wouldn't be that wouldn't have an impact on us. Losing to them does not rule us out of a bowl game. Um, Vegas has has us at five and a half over under. The five and a half win being the total for the over under for the season. So losing to them still leaves us in position to win plenty of games to get over the five and a half. So. I mean, no matter how you look at it, it's really overall not that big of a deal if we lose to Pitt, except for the fact that I will hate it and I'll be furious and I will break things. But overall, I think you're if I'm being- no, I think you're right in some capacity. I mean, think about Nebraska; they just lost to Northwestern over in Ireland, and afterwards, <laughs> I can't remember which player had the nerve to say, "You know, this is the worst game we've ever played. We're not going to play like that for the rest of the season. Like if we if we play like that and only lose by seven points." It's going to be scary for the rest of the year. Yeah, players are delusional, okay? So if we lose this game, especially with a senior-laden team, or or, what I mean is like, you know, Dante still senior, uh, Koba, uh, JT Daniels, I don't know if he's a senior. I mean, he may have one extra year. I'm just saying we're getting to play. Okay, he has two years, but they're, they're, they're upperclassmen. So they're going to be playing for something. But for me, Brandon, this really is more divided into two different sections. Team and coaches-wise, oh, not at all. No big deal. Not no big deal, but look, you got to hop back on that horse and get ready to play because you lose nothing when it comes towards uh, conference play. But from a fan's perspective, Brandon, it's Armageddon. If If we lose, okay. If we lose and look bad, from a fan's perspective, it is Armageddon. I know. No, it doesn't matter if we lose. Jeremy, it doesn't matter if we look great and lose. If we lose, we lose. It's Armageddon. It's uh, it's not quite the Armageddon. If if it's a close 32-31 loss, last second field goal, I get it. One second. You know, these these fall allergies. Give me a second. One One second. Excuse me. I'm pushing back on the fall allergies. For everybody out there pushing fall, it is not fall. It is summer. It is still summer. Are we about to play football? Then it's fall, son. Then it's fall, son. Anyway, um, my thing is, yeah, yeah, for fans, Brandon, if we get smashed, the hot seat, and I know we can't let him go for two years, because he has some $20 million buyout the next couple years. But Brandon, when it comes to fans, you say, what'll happen? Or what's it really mean? Yes, this is a big deal. If West Virginia loses a pit, especially if they don't look good, it is it is going to be the most uncomfortable next couple years you've ever seen. And that's saying a so lot. Wait, you're mixing It stuff. is going to be First, you're talking about fans. Right. First, you were talking about fans, and then you started talking about Neil Brown. I'm saying the pressure fans are going to put on Neil Brown, the hate, the ignorance, the you know yeah, how yeah, fans you're saying get. that. But what if they go ten and two, Brandon? If they lose to Pitt the first game, it is going to be nasty. Now, if he turns it around, okay, but there's at least. Uh, three weeks before you play Virginia Tech, you're gonna have three weeks of the nastiest nasty th- that that you've experienced at West Virginia. 
Because you can't change the narrative until you play Virginia Tech, and if somehow we can beat them or blow them out, okay, maybe it changes. But you got three weeks before that happens. Brandon, if, if, if from a fan's perspective, if we lose and it's ugly against Pitt, it's going to be a really, really, really ugly three weeks for everybody. I'm curious. When's the last time we lost to Pitt and Virginia Tech in the same season? Ooh, good, good question, question for John Antonic. Yeah, hit him up. Brandon, you got anything else? Because I got one more thing. I'm going to change the narrative. But do, do you have anything else? No. Beat Pitt. That's it. Beat Pitt. Is that is that the is those are your final words before the game tonight? That's all you have to tell the Mountaineer Nation. Jack Fleming beat Pitt. Two words, very clear. I also want to say my last few words is we're changing this narrative. I'm sick of this narrative. I can't stand Pitt. Pitt all all they do is ruin seasons. We've had so many good years, great years in these last few decades. I can't remember how many games in a row we've won against Pitt and all kinds of forms and fashions. And all they want to do is bring up a certain number. So I'm changing that narrative. I'm changing the number. From now on, when you hear 13-9, don't let those haters get to you. I want you to think. When you hear 13 Think of the 13 straight wins West Virginia has as their longest winning streak against Pitt. We've won 13 times in a row. Not right now, but in history. Our longest winning streak is 13 games. And Pittsburgh's longest winning streak is only nine. So, we're flipping it. We're going to win this tonight. Upset them. A ranked squad. And from now on, when you think 13-9, think about our winning streak versus their winning streak. Forget them dudes. Let's show them how we do. This is the RVK. I'm Jay and Fiend. I'm with my brother, I Also Hate Pit, a.k.a. Brandon Phoenix. And I can't wait. If y'all see me in the building, if y'all see me in the stadium, get at me. Pit fans, too. We here. Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.